This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. I'm your host, Laura Alexander-Wittig, CEO and founder of Brightly, the number one destination for conscious consumers around the world. At Good Together, we value the planet over perfection and believe that you can make positive things happen for the planet every day by being a conscious consumer and an informed citizen. Listen in as I chat with various experts about living and consuming responsibly. Together, listeners, I am so excited to be talking to Sharona Schneider today. Um, she is an amazing person. We are fabulously excited to have on the podcast after learning about her initiative, Tuesdays for Trash. Sharona, I wonder if you could say hi and introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, Laura, and thanks for the intro. Um, it's so great to be here. My name, like you said, is Sharona Schneider, and I'm a Nigerian-Israeli environmental activist and founder of the global movement Tuesdays for Trash, which encourages people around the world to dedicate at least one day a week for the planet by picking up trash. Um, and the whole reason that I started this movement with a friend of mine is to encourage people to see how easy it is uh, to like make an individual action into a global action, um, because a lot of people are under the impression that like um, little actions will make a difference in the uh, very intimidating fight that is um, climate change. But I think it's really important to see the power that we have as individuals. And so um, we've been able to showcase this by starting the movement with just two people and creating it into a global initiative. Um, And it's just been really fun to do. So thank you so much for having me. Um, And I'm really excited to be talking about everything today. Absolutely. Yeah, that is such a big core theme to this podcast, which is talking about how our daily actions do add up and they do matter. Um, mm-hmm. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, you'll, you've heard me say this a lot, but that doesn't mean that we don't need to hold our governments and organizations responsible. Like we do still need to do our research, um, you know, make sure we're petitioning and electing people that are, of you know, course. putting the climate first. That being said, um, you know, really similar to what you just said, Shrona, is like, we do also want to empower people to make sure they feel like they are making a difference in their daily life. So tell me a little bit about like, um, you know, what Tuesdays for Trash is and really um, how you got it started. So it's a global grassroots movement. And um, really what we're trying to do is to make it visible, like the waste management issue that we're seeing around the world, because trash is a global issue. Um, It's found on every part of the planet, like whether it's in the deepest part of the oceans or the top of like Mount Everest, um, you're going to find litter, especially plastic. And um, we really want to showcase not only the problem, but how easy it is to be part of the solution by encouraging individuals to realize like the impact that their actions can have. Um, not only on the local level, but internationally, because uh, our movement, we have 11 chapters now with uh, people in 31 countries and over 23,000 pounds of trash picked up in just two years. And it simply started with two people deciding to care. And it was really during the pandemic, a friend of mine and I uh, were looking for ways to get back into the community and the environment when a lockdown happened. And we needed a good excuse to do that. And so we were like, why don't we go pick up trash at our university? No one's going to tell us to go back inside. 
we can socially distance. It'll be fun. Um, and to our surprise, not only was it really fun, it was really fulfilling and therapeutic and also exercise because you're like bending down, picking up the trash and everything. Yes. <laughs> um, so it was just like all around a really awesome way to be outside and also feel like we were making a difference. Um, and so we're like, why don't we encourage people to keep doing this with us? Um, and why don't we do this every week? Because it yeah. just, we had nothing else to do. It was like a really great excuse. Um, and we found that a lot of people around the world were also looking for an excuse to get outside. And so that's how the movement kind of skyrocketed. Um, the whole idea really is to show that like, Behavioral changes are really important, especially at the individual level, in order to create actions that can become collective actions. Uh, because at the end of the day, collective actions are made up of individual actions. And people forget that a lot of the time, especially when it comes to uh, climate change, because it seemed like all of a sudden we were in this crisis and emergency and like everything is so intimidating and no one really knows where to start. But it can be as simple as just picking up one piece of trash. Absolutely. So set the scene a little bit for me. So you said you started off um, the movement with just you and a friend. So mm -hmm. um, I, I know from our, our notes that you were at um, PSU in, in Portland. Is that correct? Yes. Um, yes. And so is this where is it where the movement started? Yeah, it began in Portland, Oregon, at Portland State University's Park Box. Um, and really now we have people all around the world that are joining us, uh, which is really incredible to see. Um, sometimes sad because there are a lot yeah. of places where you think there wouldn't be trash and there actually is a lot of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's how I, um, that's a little bit of the scene. Um, and Portland was a really great place to start as well because the community, it's like very known as sort of a green city. Um, mm -hmm. Not that it necessarily is in my opinion, um, but we like to broadcast to the world that that is, uh, you know, the general um, vibe of Portland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally know what you mean. I'm, I'm in Seattle and I've been to Portland many times. And yeah, I mean, it is interesting when, there's like a perceived, um, you know, I guess, you know, this perception that people have of these areas of the yeah. of the world and they're like so green, et cetera. But I would imagine like if you were to go to like a small European country, they're probably kicking our tail in terms of a lot of Absolutely. these initiatives. <laughs> Sweden, like Finland, yes. all those places for sure. Yeah. And so you, you started that first thing with a friend and then the next time what happened, like, how did you get the word out to people? Was there like an Instagram account or a WhatsApp chat? Like how, how did you guys spread the word about like the next pickup? Yeah, me being me, um, I immediately started a Google Doc. I like <laughs> wanted to get all the idea out there, like the messaging, the purpose, how we were going to structure this. Um, I got my degree in accounting, so I'm just a very like detail oriented, like organized person. Um, yeah. And so once I did that, I kind of realized like the easiest way we were going to get the word out was by posting about it on social media and texting our friends directly. And uh, my friend Wanda and I, we had a lot of friends internationally. So we just kind of like messaged them like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Can you pick up trash and like tag hashtag Tuesdays for trash so that we can get yeah. people like to um, not only spread awareness about it, but also encourage like their family and their friends to get outside and do the same. Uh, and that's really how it took off. Like we made one TikTok video of all of our friends from around the world, like picking of trash that's kind of really um what like not only uh brought everyone together but also kind of launched the messaging of tuesdays for trash which uh our slogan is small acts of change uh when multiplied can transform the world 
Oh, I love it. I, I mean, for me, it's it's not only is it it's something that started from, you know, a, a point of personal passion, but it's something that's really been able to take on a life of its own because yeah. people are also sharing the same passion. So it's super cool. Um, and I guess kind of like even setting the stage further, um, thinking more about the waste problem. I mean, so mm-hmm. before we did this episode, we, we did a little bit of research, right? And I mean, in terms of how much waste is littered every day by every person, it's just, it's phenomenal. And as a matter of fact, like if, if you, if you really want to listeners, like this weekend, I kind of went through and did this mental exercise, which is like, take a trash bag, an empty one, um, set it aside and then mentally say, I'm going to measure not like, you know, scientifically, but with my eyeballs, (laughs) how much waste I'm going to generate over a weekend. Right. Like I feel like during the weekends we're like hosting people, we're like doing more things than, than the week. But I was just like flabbergasted to see how much trash my family was producing. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that's like a really good way for you to visualize things. But in general, um, in the United States, according to the EPA back in 2018, so this is a pretty old statistic, but it's the one we could find. Um, the average person generated about five pounds of trash every single day, which is pretty crazy. Um, and a big yikes. A big yikes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, of um, this, these, uh, you know, trash, um, you know, they're, they're calling it municipal solid waste. So they're saying mm-hmm. of the municipal solid waste that was generated, approximately 69 million tons were recycled and 25 million tons were composted. Um but that only equaled about 30% of the overall trash. So like they are counting things that could be recycled and composted in that figure, but it's pretty fascinating to me to see like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things as much as we'd like to cut down our trash, it's so hard, right? Yeah. And it's really difficult to do in um, certain societies as well and countries yes. where plastic is like the main form of material because it's the cheapest to find and use. Um, and we that's why we have to make it more accessible to access alternatives that are more sustainable yes. and better for the environment. Uh, like something like styrofoam, I don't think that should be a material that we use anymore at all it should like be illegal it yes. should be illegal styrofoam, there's, like, there's no, no yeah. reason for styrofoam no. and it's one of the worst forms of litter and trash you can find like it's just yes. incredibly difficult to um break down it doesn't break down for no. like as a matter of fact um and like even with recycling uh it's so sad to me how many people think recycling are gonna is gonna save the planet because in reality, I don't know if you know the statistic that ninety percent of things that get recycled don't actually get recycled. Like yep. they just throw it back in the landfill because the systems are outdated. They're like ten years outdated. Um, and in order for things to be recycled, there has to be a market of manufacturers ready to purchase the recycled material. But the reality is, it's cheaper to buy virgin plastic and it's more durable. So there's no yep. reason or incentive for manufacturers to buy recycled material. Yeah. I mean, the recycling problem, we, we've talked about it a lot um, on this podcast, and I feel like there's so many facets here. But so when we think about conscious consumerism, how how we can all play a role in this, number one, like we can reduce our consumption of single-use plastic that we're talking exactly. about. But like we also just talked about, it can be really difficult when you don't have the option to not do that, right? Like if you mm-hmm. need to purchase something and it's got plastic around it, um, and you're not able to have an alternative, then you have you have to purchase it. And so, number one, you're right. Like we need to have a better supply chain in in place f- to um, you know allow businesses to consume more of this recycled waste. Um, and and in order to do that, consumers actually need to be demanding from corporations. Yeah. Like we want to see 
items made of post-consumer recycled plastic. Like every single thing needs to be thought about from this perspective because I mean, there's just so many things that need to happen. But in my mind, we as consumers can start to say, you know what, like, I don't want to see another, um, like, workout legging produced <laughs> until it's using recycled Recycle plastic, material. right? Yeah. Recycled material. Um, and of course, listeners, we know recycled material, especially in textiles, is not perfect. There's still the problem of microplastics um, yeah. and shedding. And so, you know, that is, you know, an entirely separate issue, unfortunately. But I do think in general, the more we can push uh, corporations to understand that they need to be looking into this further and then creating that market, the better, right? Yeah. And I think it's really important to show consumers how much power they have because like really the entire industry depends on the consumer. Like it's not up to the manufacturer to decide how much money they're going to make. It's up to you to decide how much you're going to purchase and if you're going to support what they're doing. Um, And so that's why like the movement um, is trying to create a community of people who are a little mini activists in their like environment and their spaces and like with the companies that they buy and support. Because what we found is like the more you pick up trash, the more you notice how much trash there is and the companies that are littering and uh, the material that is being littered and it makes you really really angry and I found that like you can turn that anger into action by demanding better by like bringing awareness to the companies um tagging them in your post like look Coca-Cola I found this bottle again like I found this from like back in 2016 like this is a problem stop greenwashing and start changing you know like yeah exactly absolutely Yeah. And I mean, it also brings to mind um, the impact of uh, reusables. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have heard about, you know, bringing your own water bottle around or bringing your own coffee cup. And like, I think some people try that out and then they get tired of it, right? Because it's kind of hard to clean it all the time or whatever. But Mm -hmm. knowing that, you know, by using something like that, you are not contributing to another, um, you know, another bottle being thrown on the ground. I mean, even if let's say you, you put in your own recycling bin, well, what if, you know, something happens and your, you know, bag gets uh, blown around (laughs) and then it gets, it ends up in the space. So, I mean, in general, I think we, we can, we can be okay with our, with our reusables, right? Like it's not, we're not, we shouldn't be over it, right? Yeah. (laughs) We shouldn't be over it. We should just keep, keep, keep up the work. Yeah, and it's I know it's hard, but I think that's the importance of having a, a community because once you have people around you doing the same thing, then you feel not only empowered but also like supported in that and like you can lean on other people like when it gets difficult, um, or if you need more inspiration, like a reminder, oh yeah, I do have a reusable cup, like um because my friend brought hers to coffee today, like I don't like I should have brought mine, you know? Um yeah. And I think that it's also really important as like a little mini habit um, to start forming bigger habits of change, because if we can do the little things, then we can accomplish like really, really big changes. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, when people are engaging with Tuesdays for Trash, um, you know, and and you're seeing people um, send in their reports or tagging on social media or whatever, like, what are the spaces that um, people are seeing the most litter happening? Like, where, where is that happening? Obviously, at the beach, um, I think that's the number one place that we see the most litter because uh, it gets washed to sea. Um, And it's also a place that we feel the most hurt by the litter because we know the direct impact it's having on the ecosystem. Like we're seeing like the fish choking on the plastic. Um, You're lounging on the beach and you see the trash and it makes you uncomfortable. It's not a happy like sight to see. Um, But it's also on trails. It's in like streets. It's in um, our backyards. It's everywhere. There's not a place on earth where there isn't trash, even at a micro level. 
Um, and so it's just become like a very, very prevalent issue for a lot of areas and people who are starting to notice. Absolutely. And so in your opinion, um, you know, what, what about, you know, what can people do if they don't live by a beach or like, actually, I was going to ask you too, when you are on campus, like, Mm -hmm. you know, as a student, you only have so much control over like the waste generated by your school. So like, what Mm -hmm. about people who are asking about those kind of situations? So if you're not by a beach, there's definitely trash um, in other places, whether it's like in your neighborhood um, or on like your way to work, you're going to see trash if you look for it. I think it's something that we've become very accustomed to ignoring because uh, no one wants to notice how much trash there is, because if you do, it's very overwhelming. Um, But in that sense, like it is also overwhelming the problem and the causes of the problem, like the institutions, the government, um, the lack of municipality support. Uh, But I I think that the easiest way to tackle that is to talk about the problem, number one, um, start like making it a a known thing uh, and then doing your part on an individual level, because you're going to find that it's not only really like fulfilling and rewarding, but it's also a really important way to start taking control of the problem by doing action and taking action yourself. And you're going to start to notice how many people around you like also believe in the fact of like they can do something and you're doing it. So it encourages them to do something as well. And it becomes a community thing. And community is super important in the climate justice movement in general, but also especially when we're talking about waste management, because uh, communities are what leads to like really um, important changes on a local level. And uh, I think that's the best way to start tackling the problem, start talking about it and take little actions to build into bigger ones. Yeah. And on that topic, I know, um, you know, specifically in in what you just said, but also at uh, Tuesdays for Trash, you really encourage people to just simply share their actions on social media. So can you share a little bit about like why that's important? Yeah, I think it's the main reason it's important is because um, it shows people that you're part of this like community of people that that care because I think uh, we're always scared what other people in our um, circles are going to think, like if they're going to agree, if they're going to judge you, if they're going to think that it's embarrassing because picking up trash has become such a taboo in our society because it's used as an act of service for people who like commit crimes or things like that. Um, But what we're trying to change is the narrative that like picking up trash is something you do uh, for like a punishment. It's something you do out of respect and like care and empathy um, and knowing like grander scale that you're doing this for a future you're doing this to have a a clean community that's going to help uh with the the health of your community because trash brings uh diseases into uh environments and ecosystems um it allows for like different rodents and flies to like get in and then cause issues that we don't even foresee most of the time um and i think that it's just really an important step uh because it's an easy step uh, sharing on your social media takes one second um, and you're posting on there anyways. So I think it kind of breaks up the the mundane between like the avocado toast and uh, the concert videos uh, by yeah. showing something that's like really important that's happening directly in the community, something everyone can be a part of um, and bringing a topic uh, to the front to to the front how do you say that the it's making it forefront you did it to the forefront that's exactly (laughs) what I was looking for it's bringing the topic to the forefront so people can start talking about it um and know that other people are also in support of this agenda 
Absolutely. And um, I wonder if you could, you know, if and now I'm going to put you on the spot, you may or may not have one. But I was curious to know, like, do you have a story or like an anecdote you could share with with the audience about like an impactful pickup? Like, has, you know, has anybody discovered anything while they were, um, you know, doing a, a pickup or, or maybe it's just kind of like a general sentiment? Um, there was one moment where I, uh, had been picking up trash in my neighborhood. This was like very early in the Tuesdays for Trash movement. And, um, I noticed the label had uh, the logo of like a local dentist shop. And, um, I somehow found a dentist shop on Instagram and (laughs) I, I decided to tag them. Um, and I was like, this is just really disappointing. Like these are things that we don't even need to like be, um, marketing to people. Like, why do you need to get chapstick at your dentist? office um and why does it need to be like labeled like and in plastic whatever so I tagged them and I mentioned it and they were so embarrassed um and they felt so terrible about it and like they actually responded and were like we're gonna start um changing this because you're right like uh it doesn't have to be this way and we can like use alternatives that are more sustainable thank you for like bringing it to our attention because otherwise we wouldn't have known and we wouldn't have thought about it because it's it's so easy to see everyone else like marketing on chapstick and think oh we should market on chapstick as well but then you don't really think about the environmental impact and I think that's what we really have to start doing collectively as a society is making every decision with the environment in mind because when you start to do that you start realizing like all the little ways you can not only like cut down but also benefit um the environment yeah and so when you had that dialogue with that dentist um you know how did you do it because I feel like there's often a a culture lately where you know people will come out and be like super super angry at corporations or businesses and you know then they get their friends everybody kind of piles on and it turns into a situation where I think the business kind of just like gets overwhelmed and they'll like turn off comments they'll kind of retreat and then they'll Mm -hmm. come back and post like a really long like apology and then they I feel like those kind of situations actually don't really result in any kind of change because they get so scared and they're just like paralyzed so like how did you do that? Like, did you, were you like, you know, firm, but also like understanding or like, how did, how did you engage with them? Yeah. So I think my first approach was when I posted on my social media, like I intentionally made it um, connect to me. I was like, this is something that I found in my community. It makes me really sad to see like my environment littered by this company. Um, And so it wasn't necessarily that I was talking or like talking, um, trash about them (laughs) but it was it was more so I was like saying how much it hurt me to see it there and I think that automatically like put them on an empathy level with me like they could sympathize they could um, understand where I was coming from and uh when they like responded I uh suggested to them like in a in a kind way like you know, you guys could be using alternatives and you don't need to like market on these items. I think that yeah. you could do better. Uh, so not necessarily attacking them because attacking never works. Like you have to yeah. be very um, constructive in the way that you provide feedback and like reach out to these people. So the first thing is like showing them why it impacts you on a personal level and then giving them constructive like next steps on how they could change. Um, and I think also like another antidote is I used to babysit this girl, uh, this little girl in Oregon and, um, just by talking about this issue in a way that like she could connect to, like whenever we would see trash, it'd be like, oh, this is awful. Like this is your favorite place to play and we're seeing plastic bottles. Like, how does that make you feel? She's like, that's, I I don't like that. Like, I like my places to be Mm -hmm. like, like 
natural and clean and it makes me sad um and literally after that day i'm not even joking she started asking me to go on trash hunts she's like strong can we go and pick up trash today so that we can keep like the community clean um (laughs) and she started roping in her neighborhood like um friend to do it and like literally that's just how it starts you start realizing how it impacts you personally on a level that like actually you can connect to um and it makes you more empowered and excited um and driven to tackle the problem that's so cool I, I love that story and yeah I mean I, I do think there's there are, are is room for everybody in the conversation so I, I think it makes total sense to to approach it like you did Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, for people listening, I mean, I know there's, I mean, there are, how many groups are in Tuesdays for Trash? I mean, I know thousands of people have participated. Like, I mean, if somebody's listening, like, how do they get involved? It is so easy to get involved. Um, All we ask is that you see trash, which you probably will every day, um, and you make the active decision to pick it up uh, and share it on social media, tagging hashtag Tuesdays for Trash to encourage others. And it could really be as simple as one piece of trash because if everyone on the planet picked up one piece of trash, that'd be nine, are we at nine billion people now? Seven billion at least uh, pieces of (laughs) trash. off the ground, um, out of our waterways, out of our natural areas, um, and encouraging more awareness about the problem, which usually leads to reducing waste, which at the end of the day is what we need to do. So getting involved is just as simple as picking up trash and tagging us. But we also encourage people who are interested in starting chapters to email us at Tuesdaysfortrash at gmail.org. Um, no, dot com. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because uh, it's really easy to be a local hero in your community through uh, the action of Tuesdays for Trash. That's awesome. And I so I love it. Like, yeah, you can join, potentially join something a little bit more organized or start a chapter in your area, but you can also mm-hmm. just get involved. And it's, it's like a really, there's basically no barrier to entry. All there's no barrier. Yeah, pick up a piece of trash and, and post about it on social media. So that's awesome. Um, so uh, this has been a, a great conversation. I really enjoy like your approach to you know empowering people to take um, you know an action every single day. So we we typically like to end our episodes asking our guests the same question, which is you know what is exciting you the most about the ethical and sustainable lifestyle movement uh, happening right now. I think the most exciting part is community because um, being able to bring so many people from around the world together for a common cause uh, is really unifying. And it's also just such a a learning experience. And I'm someone who loves to experience new cultures, travel and like see the world for what it is, like this beautiful, natural place with so many different facets to it. Um, And so I really love like programs that are allowing, especially youth, to have these experiences. Like when I, I moved to Israel. Um, I currently am based in Tel Aviv. And I came on this program called Masa. And they bring people from all around the world to Israel to uh, pursue something that they're passionate about. So my passion was environmentalism. And they were able to find me an internship in the industry uh, that not only integrated me, but also provided a community of people that like supported my initiative. And it was one of like um, the groups that I did my first big cleanup in Tel Aviv with, uh, which was just super encouraging and also like really incredible to see that like um, this climate movement, this fight for like a sustainable future was something that I could bring people together on uh, to have fun, to to conversate and also to feel like there are other people like us who cared and we're doing something about it. That's so cool. Well, I just thank you so much, Sharona. We really appreciate it. Listeners, if you'd like to engage with Tuesdays for Trash, um, we'll include links to everything in our show notes. But of course, you can always find them on social by finding that hashtag, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thank you, Laura. 
Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. To get show notes and more, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And as a special thank you to our listeners, use code GOODTOGETHER to get 10% off all products in Brightly's brand new shop full of planet positive swaps for your home. Finally, don't forget to join in on the conversation with us on social, where I know you can find us at brightly.eco. Don't forget, we're all on this journey together, so have fun putting the planet first and stay curious.